Panama Fine Food is cooking up a storm with gourmet guide Jenny Handley. A dash of the delicious. Welcome to FMR Fine Food, the show that guides you to what's new, local and delicious on the Cape culinary landscape. I'm Jenny Handley, editor of the Gourmet Guide online magazine. Today, farmer Angus McIntosh is joining me. Welcome to the show, Angus. Hi, Jenny. Thank you for having me. And thank you for having me on the farm last week and making me look at my life and the way I eat so differently. I met your cows, your pigs, your chickens, and I really do now better understand my responsibility as a consumer when I'm buying food. I need to buy real food. And it's that quote that you use, we are all farmers by proxy, by Wendell Berry, that truly resonated with me. So I too am now a farmer. Exactly. And every every listener is a farmer. Well, there we go. And I think we all need to know that and to rise to the responsibility. And of the many things you told me, the one that really stood out is about antibiotics in food. Can you just give me a little bit of background? I think we're all slow to learn about how we could be eating and living better. So, Jenny, most people don't really conceptualize the fact that antibiotics also go to animals. And we do farm tours very regularly, you know, a couple of weeks and now for many years. And almost always we ask the question, do they think that humans get more antibiotics or animals get more antibiotics? And the answer inevitably is, you know, look, look of confusion that animals are getting antibiotics and I say, no, no, it's definitely humans. The reality is that 90% of antibiotics issued by the pharmaceutical industry goes to animals. Wow. And the reason for this is twofold. The first is the way the animals are raised. They're raised in what are called confinement animal feeding operations or feedlots, which is the term you want to use it, whether it's lamb or pork or chicken or beef. They're basically standing on manure for the time that they're alive or fattened for slaughter. And so imagine if you lived in your toilet, an unflushed toilet, mm. how sick you would get. So the, the routine antibiotics are standard to, to, to stop stable for disease. And then in the 50s and 60s, Americans started playing with uh, antibiotics as a growth promoter. And obviously, you want to have that animal fattened and ready for slaughter as quickly as possible. In the case of cattle, it's 120 days. Chickens is 30 to 33 days. Uh, pigs is before 150 days. Uh, and lamb, I think, is about half the time, about 60 days in a feedlot. Mm. So we are getting antibiotics for free in our meat. Oh, gosh. And people don't know that. Yeah, people don't know that. They they get caught out by something that says no routine antibiotics on, on some of the meat packaging. Uh, you can be sure if there's no reference to antibiotics in the packaging, there's, it's usually lots of antibiotics in them. And is it well doc? Is it well listed or well labelled on a product if, if the animal has been fed antibiotics? No, there's no obligation on anybody to say what medication they gave the animal. So how do we, as a consumer, know about what we're buying? What are we going to look for when we look at the label, or do we have to know who well, our supplier is? Well, so the is? tragedy is that unfortunately you need to work as a consumer, and most people you know, don't have the luxury that you and I had to spend some hours together on the farm last week and really delve into matters. They just trust labels. Mm. So it behoves them to read the label and, and try and understand where does that meat actually come from. I can tell you that, to my knowledge, three grass-fed producers who are producing, you know, direct to the consumer that I know of um, around the country. These guys in the Eastern Cape, there's ourselves in Borshendal. 
Wow. So it's a, very much a fringe minority, the, the grass-fed beef market. Conventional beef is 99.99% of the market, and that's all antibiotics. Asthma drugs, they give them beta agonists in the last 40 days to bulk them up. And obviously they fed a grain diet, which they're not designed to eat. So when they eat grain, the wrong fats metabolize and they get an omega-6 overload if you eat grain-fed beef. So I think this scares so many people that they then say, oh, I can't eat meat. But if they mm. know where it's coming from and how responsibly it's being raised, mm. like on your farm at Spear, mm. I think it changes the way they look at what they're eating. No, absolutely. I think the vegan movement has, has resonated with the deep unease that people have about their meat. The tragedy is the vegan movement doesn't actually have a solution to, to make matters worse if, if there were no animals. I'm, you know, I'm not for one moment suggesting that we need animals in cages. We don't. No. But animals are the tool with which to regenerate. I'm not sure how much detail we discussed this on Thursday, but on our farm, the word sustainability is banned because there's nothing to sustain. Not human health, not cancer, not fertility rates, not environmental destruction. We believe that we have to regenerate. And animals managed properly enable that regenerative agriculture process. But the regeneration that I saw was the fact that you take the trouble to move the animals. So as you say, they're not standing in their own manure. And also, you know, just to look at it from a, a happiness point of view, those animals were in nature, grazing, living the way that they should, so that we in turn can eat the way that we should be eating. And then the other label that came to mind for me was free range. I think it's so misunderstood. People have this, mm. you know, they see the rainbows and butterflies and the. Mm. it's just free range doesn't mean that. Can you explain to me what free range actually does mean? Well, I mean, you're absolutely right. When you read the word free range, you think of these bucolic green pastures and rolling hills. Mm. The reality is that what is deemed free range, and I mean, let's just talk eggs. What is deemed free range in eggs is not caged. In other words, the birds live in a barn. They stand in their own manure. They sometimes open a, a pop hole on the side through which 600 birds must squeeze to go outside for what? There's no food outside. There's no water outside. There's no shelter outside. Mm. But because they're not in cages, they've managed to get away with the word free range. Yeah, and good luck to you as a consumer to try and go to one of those farms in, in, in brackets that say they do free range eggs in they won't, they, I'll tell you, you can't go because of biosecurity reasons. Mm. That will be the excuse they'll give. And you'll be shocked if you go there. So, Angus, do you think for each of us individually, the solution is to just understand better, to ask more questions and to know our suppliers? I think those are all absolutely correct ones. I think that the, the, the heart of it, though, is we should be trying to get the most nutrient-dense food that we can, that is the least polluted. And... That is grass-fed beef of all the products you can get. You get a lot more nutrition from grass-fed beef and organic kale. Yes. But conventional kale will have 17 types of pesticides sprayed on it. You've given us so much to think about. Yes. Jenny, thanks very much for your time. Angus, that was very inspirational. And for me, as I said, to just be better informed means that we can eat better. So thank you for inspiring not only me, but I'm sure all our listeners. Thanks, Jenny, very much. Thank you. All the best. Ciao. That was farmer Angus McIntosh. For mouth-watering recipes and more information, visit gourmetguide.co.za. Yours free to enjoy and share. Happy cooking. FMR Fine Food was cooking up a storm with Gourmet Guide, Jenny Handley. A dash of the delicious.